In this podcast, Ian Mobsby, priest, speaker, writer, and new monastic, explores the theme of the Trinity as Christian spirituality and forms of the Church. This address was recorded at the National Conference exploring the place of contemplative expressions of Church, contemporary mission, and fresh expressions of the Church at the London Centre for Spirituality on Monday the 16th of May 2011. For the second address, I want to talk to the title of The Trinity as Christian Spirituality and Forms of the Church. And I want to address the particular title, The Trinity as Christian Spirituality. What does that mean in the 21st century? What does it mean to be Christian in the 21st century? At the heart of that question, I think there is another one which I think is central. What do we mean by spirituality? And by the same token, what is meant by Christian spirituality? Philip Sheldrake recently said this. Spirituality refers to the deepest values and meanings by which people seek to live. In other words, spirituality implies some kind of vision of the human spirit and of what will assist it to achieve full potential. Commentators sometimes suggest that the current interest in spirituality reflects a subjective turn in contemporary Western culture. There is a considerable justification for this assertion in consumerist lifestyle spirituality that promotes fitness, healthy living, and holistic well-being. However, there are signs that the word spirituality has expanded beyond an individualistic quest for meaning. It increasingly appears in debates about public values or the transformation of social structures. In reference to healthcare, education, and more recently, the re-enchantment of cities and urban life. And I think Philip Sheldrake is right to say all of that. Many in contemporary culture, as I'm sure we all know, have written off Christianity as having anything that is relevant. It is perceived as irrelevant and anachronistic, all locked up with guilt and shame, with very little love and inspiration in it. And that there is a big difference between religion and spirituality. Dave Tomlinson recently said, we live in extraordinary time in the Western world where church attendances are diminishing, but spiritual hunger is rising. I want to suggest that authentic Christian spirituality has to start with God in Trinity, the mystery at the heart of our belief. It is our belief in the Trinity that sets us apart from other monotheistic religions and why we are not in a Jewish cult. I want to suggest that in a very real sense, it is the ancient resource that helps us in this predicament and it comes from the experience of the Cappadocian mothers and fathers. It is the Christian spirituality that arises out of the divine nature of God, or put more simply, the divine nature of God being three persons, mystically connected in their oneness. Spirituality in a Christian understanding, therefore, is deeply relational. It is about our mystical connection as human beings to the creator, redeemer, and companion. What is sometimes called an I-thou relationship and is characterised by the sense of our weeness at the heart of our identity. But where this relationship is not just one-to-one, but where we are called into a relational connection with the complexity of God. And this spirituality does not just stop 
with uh, having a contemplative, worshipful encounter. The spirituality is steeped in the DNA of the nature of God, the missio dei, the mission of God, which lovingly seeks to restore all matter in the cosmos back into restored relationship with the divine, both inert and living. This, then, is at the heart of Christian spirituality, a deep love that is mystically connecting to all things, which seeks radical intimacy through our hardwiring to a divine three. Christian spirituality is at its core a commitment to a loving encounter to and with God, which is about contemplative action, the sense of the gathering and the encounter of God that drives us into the world in obedience to catch up with what God is doing. In some places I've said this, people have looked aghast, because Trinitarian theology and spirituality simply winds some people up, and for good reasons. For centuries it has been used to promote male-dominated and hierarchical controlling approaches to church structures and the Christian faith. In this form, Trinitarianism has been used to exclude, persecute, kill, and prevent interfaith understanding in favour of rich and powerful power, sorry, power dominance. However, this is not the full tale. In the late 20th century, we have seen such movements as liberation theology reframe the concept of God's oneness in community to instigate a mission focused on justice and social inclusion. I believe God continues to speak through this paradoxical concept and that it will prove particularly pertinent for those seeking to reimagine what it means to be church and being Christian in the 21st century. So our main challenge will be to still our hearts, to attune our ears in contemplative silence to the quiet voice with which the Spirit speaks. We must learn in effort to nurture Christian spiritual communities that can become profound places for God. The odds are perhaps stacked against us, but the rewards of a distinctly Christian, spiritual and contextual expression of worship, mission and community will be rich. It is into contemporary culture that the vibrancy of the Trinity speaks to us, drawing us into intentional forms of relationship that challenge and change us to the core of our being. The heart of Christian spirituality, as we know, through the Christian mystics and contemplatives through time, is about love, transformation and submission to this God who is both absent and mystically present to us. Who is it that we seek when we seek the Lord our God? How does this three-in-one God transform our way of life? How do we live in a strange land when our culture has to relearn social skills, tolerance and love? What will inspire our culture to shift from being semi-skilled spiritual tourists to committed and compassionate co-journeying Christian spiritual pilgrims? And this has just been brought home to me just today, just how desperate people are for depth. Unfortunately, I live in a, in a high-rise block. And a guy who I think was very, obviously very depressed jumped from the 18th floor to his death just last night. And I don't think you know if you know it, but the amount of suicides that have happened in the last year with the economic recession have doubled. In some place under the tube here is a rise of 60 to 70% of people throwing themselves to their deaths. That is a sign of deep need, of deep pain, and of a deep struggle. And outside my block of flats now is a shrine which the Philp family put out yesterday in deep response to the death of that person, that young guy who threw himself to his death. 
And there's something going on just around the corner here is where the guy who died in the G20 summit, there is a permanent memorial out there with candles and prayers. So there is a deep hunger in our spirituality, um, in our culture, for meaning and the depth that we're talking about today. So it is very important that we don't get into the sense that it's all about for us. It's got to be about how do we move from us to the world. The Cappadocians talked of this concept as perichoresis, that God's very nature was like a spiritual dance, where each person of the Trinity was equal, were like dancers, different persons sharing belonging, perfect love, justice, and inclusion. That the whole of creation came out of this divine, holy community. That this God cannot hold back, but draws people into this loving relationship as spoken by the Gospel of John. As the Father is in the Son, and the Son is in the Father, so God is in us, and we are in God. We are therefore drawn into this perichoretic dance of God. This profound spiritual experience that leads us to transformation and a sense of who we are. For too long in the West, we have really understood the triune God as the heart of real spirituality, as a sanitized Godhead. We have utilized a Godhead that has felt like the Holy One Parent family, the Father and the Son, and this thing called the Spirit. In the West, we have been far too stuck in our heads about the Trinity. It's all become very functional. And what we're talking about here is that what David has already alluded to is the, is the transformation of a depth, of a form of... We need to put the spirituality back into the Christian faith in the West. A recovery of this depth of spirituality that is about intimacy with the Holy Trinity. God intimately, through experience as three persons, seeks us to be drawn into a deeper relationship with God to transform our lives into depth of human becoming that drives us towards this idea of theosis, that we find fulfilment in a discipleship for the rest of our life into depth of relationship with the Trinity. God the Trinity, therefore, is an event, an event of grace, where God partially reveals the divine nature of the identity of the nature of God. God the Trinity is a challenge to the church to live in a high regard of community shaped on honesty, well-being, trust, vulnerability, justice, love, and inclusion. This was brought home to me by a friend um, about a couple of years ago who had come to faith through involvement in a, in a contemplative Christian meditation group. And I was trying to help him find a church near where he lived. And he went along to experience a church. And I asked him how he found it. And he said, well, they were very nice at the front to get me in. But I suddenly realized when I sat down that they felt a bit like an, a family who just had a row, <laughs> where everybody was at the surface of themselves. Now, I think that is a sign of unhealthy. We have a challenge. How do we build deep, Trinitarian-informed expressions of the church that live out this stuff at the depth, a bit like what happens in monasteries or in friaries, where people live this vulnerability to the depth of who they're being, where we are not all wearing masks, and holding back. Christian spirituality and community is about the gathering, therefore, and the sending of the people of God. This is what we mean when we say one apostolic, holy, <laughs> get this right, Nicene Creed is one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. What do we mean by apostolic when we think about this Trinitarian nature of God? Well, the idea of this apostolic is a sense of the gathering and the sending of the people of God. The gathering, in a sense of that deep 
contemplative belonging and so loving of God that we seek to serve God in the context of the world. This is actually at the heart of the Mass and of Eucharist or Holy Communion. It is a missional ordinance reflecting this DNA of God, the gathering and the sending, in other words, of contemplative action, contemplative action. The challenge of Trinitarian Christianity is that we do not journey alone and that we are being beckoned to join in God's salvific purposes, the love mission to the cosmos. A trying God, a God that seeks to draw us into deeper forms of spiritual community and relationality through God's own experientially revealed nature. The challenge to the church then is whether it is willing to stand still and to take risks and to listen to this God and to let go of comfort. So this depth of Trinitarian spirituality is a must if we are going to build contemplative ecclesial communities out of contextual mission. So what does all this mean in practice for contemplative Christians? Well, Richard Raw put it quite well when he said the following about Trinitarian spirituality. The teachings of Jesus are a central reference point which opens up to encountering God through spiritual reading. We need a contemplative mind in order to do compassionate action. Christian spirituality is not basically esoteric. It's about God and people in the messiness of life. Life, then, is about discovering the right questions more than having the right answers. True religion and spirituality leads to an experience of our true self and undermines our false self. And in that kind of consumerist, commodified world, there is much false self. We do not think ourselves into a new way of living, but we live ourselves into a new way of thinking. I think that's profound. I'll say that again. We do not think ourselves into a new way of living, but we live ourselves into a new way of thinking. So Trinitarian spirituality is practical. It is relational. It is sacramental. It is about prayer as joining in with a triune God, where mission is about catching up with what God is already doing. And I see this huge rise in the turn to spirituality as an opportunity for the church. And meditation and forms of prayer and contemplation are vital as we seek to discern what God is doing in our neighbourhoods. Now more than ever, it is vital that we seek to build small missional, spiritual and contemplative communities because we face a new century with much opportunity and peril. And I want to finish with two quotes, the first by David Tacey, who's a bit of a hero of mine, and Dave Thomason again. What if the church ignores the present challenge or does not care enough to take up dialogue with the world? The yearning for sacredness, spiritual meaning, security, and personal engagement with the spirit are the primary needs and longings of the contemporary world. What is happening if the institutions of faith are so bound up with themselves and resistant to change that they cannot make some contribution to these needs? Our contemporary situation is full of ironies and paradoxes. Chief among these is that our our secular society has given birth to a sense of the sacred and yet our sacred traditions are failing to recognise the spiritual potential. The gap between critical approaches to Christianity and the simplistic spirituality promoted in lots of churches lies at the heart of so much disillusionment with Christianity and the church today. 
Many long for an expression of the Christian faith that reconciles heart and head, that offers a positive, engaging spirituality, which is also committed to grappling honestly with difficult and painful questions, and which longs to make the world a better place. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on Fresh Expressions Roundtable Number 5 and other podcasts of this conference and the MOOC community, please see www.sacramental-fresh-expressions.ning.com and www.moot.uk.net.